This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me, Casey Bell, all the way from Texas. Uh, I particularly wanted to talk to Casey because I read her book recently and I absolutely loved what was in it, particularly her dynamic learning framework. And so I've asked her to come along to really talk to us a bit more about that. And obviously, she has the shakeuplearning.com website and all the massive amount of resources and online courses and webinars that go along with that, along with two of her own podcasts. So, Casey, thank you so much for giving up your time and joining me. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me, Dan. So, Casey, in your book, you have this framework. Can you just give us a bit of an outline of the framework that's in your book? Sure. So, the framework is called the Dynamic Learning Framework, and that's really at the heart of the book. Dynamic learning itself is something that I use to describe all of the things I want to see in the classroom. And you'll notice purposely, I'm not using the word technology. What I want you to think about is actually the, the doors that have opened to us because of technology, which may or may not actually involve the tech itself in the learning. But I have two definitions sort of contrasting this idea of dynamic learning versus static learning. And basically, I put it into this framework that helps us understand how we can go beyond what was previously possible. And we're going to talk about different ways that we can go beyond the bell, beyond the grade level and subject area, beyond the walls, beyond the tools and beyond the due date, and how all of these things can practically fit into any classroom. Yeah, I've organized to have you come back a few times to chat to us about each of these individually. I also like with your framework the fact that at the center of it, you actually have you know the four C's of creativity, communication, collaboration, and critical thinking too, because I see those coming through all five of your characteristics. So characteristics? Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at the heart of the framework is the dynamic learning model. So you'll see the four C's. The four C's are something if I walk into a classroom and something awesome is happening, I guarantee you at least one, if not more of the four C's is going on. So to me, those were just foundational and, and requirements in order to make the learning dynamic. And then we have the beyonds that we're going to get into in this new series that you're doing. And then that purple circle on the outside of the the actual learning model is the entire learning cycle. So from purposeful planning all the way through focused on learning outcomes, fearless implementation, facilitated with finesse, honest reflection and sharing it with the world, encouraging teachers to go through that whole process. Can you start by telling us how you came up with this framework? So the framework was something I w had in mind when I was writing the book and I will honestly tell you when I wrote the book, it was not the normal way that I write. I had been writing for several months, basically just stream of consciousness, getting all of my ideas out, all the things that I share in my presentations and keynotes and workshops and things like that, and trying to decide, okay, how do all these pieces fit together? How can I put this into something meaningful? And I really wanted it to have a practical framework that any teacher, even the technophobic teacher, all the way to the, the techie teacher could translate and make it work in their classroom and do some of the things that you and I are always talking 
talking about that we want to see in the classroom. And so one commonality came to me as I was literally on a plane with the backside of a piece of paper that was blank. And I had a little mind map going and I was circling all of the things, you know, the going global and being able to work on student mindset. And I was like, how do all these things fit together? And one thing came to mind, the word beyond. And so really it was all about going beyond and pushing boundaries was how the dynamic learning framework came to be. Yeah, I've got to say, I love it because it doesn't set a limit to it. As I've tried to apply your framework, that whole idea of going beyond, I've always gone, oh, how can I take it further as well? So can you tell us uh, why do you see the going beyond the bell, going beyond the due date, the walls, the tools, and going beyond the grade level and the subject area as so vital to education? Sure. So, and you just named the, the five parts of the dynamic learning framework. And for me, dynamic is the opposite of that old school way that I know I was taught and really just moving us from that traditional mindset and thinking of ways that we can do things differently. So I believe all five of these beyonds are vital to education because These are the things that are going to help prepare students for this unknown future that we keep talking about. The things that we do know are changing are not necessarily changing in education. And I have seen this worldwide, not just in the U.S. and here in Texas for sure, but because we are working within this old factory model of education where we were preparing students to be compliant and to learn how to, you know, work in a factory, so to speak. And we're not doing that anymore. In fact, a lot of our factories aren't even here anymore. And the jobs that we're preparing students for, one, we don't know necessarily what those are going to be, but two, we do know the jobs that can be automated are going to be automated. So if it can be done by a computer, robot, artificial intelligence, we're going to be left with other types of jobs. And when we look at the changes to the global economy, to the workforce, We see a lot of things that are not necessarily mirrored in the education that our students get. And I see that in higher education as well. And so what I want to do is use technology to actually help students do things differently and to go beyond what was previously possible. That's really good. I love the fact that you know, the whole point of it and the, the vital aspect is about preparing for that future because you know, part of the reason why I actually started this podcast is because I believe that the, one of the key things that we need to do in our classrooms is actually help our students to, to learn how to learn because once they learn how to learn, regardless of what future comes their way, they actually can adapt to it. And so that's, that's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into this framework a bit deeper with you because I actually believe that this framework does do that. I believe it does help prep our students to become lifelong learners. So let's start with going beyond the bell. Can you tell me what you mean by just going beyond the bell? Yes. And I I almost wish I had named this one something different because most people think when they hear this, that I'm talking about homework, something that happens after the bell rings. But what I'm talking about is a mindset, a mindset for students that means that learning can take place anytime, anywhere, and that students can own it. You know, when a kid is riding the bus home from school and they are YouTubing a Minecraft trick, 
that's learning. And I want kids to recognize it. I want them to see how they can teach themselves those new skills and totally agree with what you just said. I believe the number one thing we can teach our students is how to learn and how to teach themselves new skills. Because, you know, if I'm standing up doing a workshop on Google Docs, yeah, I can show you the how-to, but guess what? It's going to change tomorrow. So we have to be prepared and be able to find our own answers, to solve our own problems. So we have to think of ways that we can encourage students to think of learning as something that goes beyond the school day building those lifelong learners in the process and helping them to learn and think independently. I know I'm going to have some teachers ask me probably in the comments or something on this. They're actually going to go, yeah, that's a great thing in theory to have this idea of your students having this great mindset. But how do you actually go about shifting the mindset of students in that way? So I think there's a lot of different things that we can do. First of all, conversations and relationship building, helping students to find the things that they're actually interested in. You know, that's that's something that's a passion of mine because it breaks my heart to think of a graduating senior who doesn't really know what they're interested in and to encourage them to learn those things. So we can do at the beginning of the year, we can definitely have those conversations, those get to know you things. And I think every teacher knows that building relationships is number one to everything we're probably going to talk about today. But at the same time, I'm also a huge proponent of goal setting with students, even the little ones. And goal setting will help build this mindset as well, because when they're setting goals on the things that they want to learn, both on their own and in your classroom, and that can take place in a lot of different ways. With the littles, it might be, hey, what are three things that would make today great? Or, you know, if you're working with the, the upper levels, you can definitely get into some deeper goal setting. You can even have students creating their own vision boards and helping them see that growth mindset that they can grow, that they can learn. And you know what? If you find out you have a student that's interested in something, even if it goes beyond what you teach, you can still encourage them without actually teaching them that subject, right? We can ask them about it. We can talk about it. We can recommend books and resources and different ideas that they can learn or people they can even connect with so that they can bring that together. Yeah, that's really good. I think one of the questions I have listed here to ask you is actually about how you know, going beyond the bell is going to link to creating lifelong learners. I think we've kind of covered that already in that whole idea of, you know, we're shifting that mindset. And as we look to shift that mindset, we are essentially creating lifelong learners because that's that's what you're talking about there. That whole, you know, learning beyond the bell is really about, you know, that want to learn and being able to to find the skill set and also where, where to find the resources for the, for that learning to happen as well without necessarily having to have that guidance of the teacher, which is fantastic. So, how do teachers best prepare to go beyond the bell and implement this in their classroom? So, I really think you have to first brainstorm the ideas for the age group that you teach. Like I said, this would look very different with littles. And I've even had some teachers come to me and they're like, I don't think my, my littles are ready to face this, that that's a lot of pressure. And I think we just have to think of it as a more positive, constructive kind of thing. Like, Hey, if you walk out of here today and you can go home and say that you learned this, wouldn't that feel great? You know, and to just get them to, recognize things. So, you know, we're really good at at saying good job or giving them a sticker, but helping them understand what it was they accomplished. 
you know, like the, make those connections between setting a goal and actually reaching it. And that, that can look different at different grade levels. So that's again, why if you do something like goal setting, you have to revisit it. You don't just do it at the beginning of the day or the beginning of the year. You come back and you talk about, oh, have we reached it yet? Are we close? Have we hit some milestones? And so baby stepping it along the way, because, you know, that's something I have to do as an adult. I'm like, I didn't reach the goal that I wanted to reach today, but how close am I? And just helping us form that mindset that we are growing and learning. Yeah, I actually, I think one of my first podcasts that I did was about the importance of goal setting and that goal setting having, you know, actual examples of what it looks like when the kid reaches there, but also having all those sub steps of those smaller goals that the students are going to achieve as they work towards that larger goal and celebrating with the student each one of those goals as they're achieved. Because I I know my son recently just completed, you know, his hundredth lesson uh, that we were doing together on, on maths. And so we celebrated that with him to really encourage him with what he's doing and how he's progressing with his, with his maths and his understanding there. And I think, you know, it's, it's that kind of reinforcement that really builds and encourages our students because I've, I've mentioned a few times throughout this podcast that learning is really hard, but the fun bits are the setting the goals and achieving them. And so if we really emphasize those fun bits, students will start to actually identify themselves as, as learners, which is really what you're talking about there. So if our listener then wanted to do something this week, what are you going to ask them to do? Well, again, it depends on what grade they teach, but there are lots of different ways. So this might just be a conversation where even whole group with the entire class and talk about what, what is a goal? What is a learning goal? And what does that mean to you? You know, start with the basics. If your kids are already more advanced in that respect, maybe you jump into setting those goals using some sort of online tool. You could use things like Google Keep to track those with the older kids. With the little ones, they might be, you know, posting it on a bulletin board. Or if you really wanted to go forward, one of the really popular activities has been the vision board activity, which you can easily do digitally in Google Slides. And a vision board is really just finding images that represent what it looks like when you reach a goal. And there's tons of research to support this idea of goal setting and even vision boards and how it does help us actually get there. And so that's, you know, that's just the practical advice. You find what works for you and your grade level and your subject area and whatever you teach. But there are tons of, of different ways to approach this, just keeping in mind that we're going to stay positive and that this may highlight different learning paths for students as well, because they could each reach the same goal in different ways. And that's a good thing for them to understand that about themselves as learners, but to also see the diversity of learning in their own classrooms. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Casey, for your insights today. I know I'm going to have you back again to talk further about your framework. So I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Thanks so much. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit TeachersPD.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.